This is the Savvy Parent Podcast, where lawyer and financial planning expert Shannon McNulty and her guests share tips on how to make smart legal and financial decisions for your family. On this episode of the podcast, Shannon is back to share about upcoming tax changes for 2021 you'll want to know about. The recent changes in the political landscape have brought about a number of changes and includes talk related to taxes, specifically tax rate and tax benefits, and we talk all about what you'll want to understand. Shannon also shares her thoughts on what the impact may be when it comes to estate planning and provides some guidance on taking action. Enjoy the episode. Well, Shannon, as always, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Sarah. So great to be here again. Yeah. So we are recording right in prime tax season. So this is a great episode to be recording today. Um, there have been some changes in the political landscape in the past few months. And among other changes, there is talk about changes to taxes and tax rates. And we need your expertise on this. So can you tell us what types of changes we might expect with this new administration? Sure. So, um, you know, anytime that there's a change in administrations, then usually there's a corresponding change in the the budget that's sent to Congress, um, which can include changes to tax rates. And the reason why this has become more of an issue lately in the past few months is that We've had a change not only um, to the White House, but also to Congress. So we previously had um, a Republican president, a Republican Senate, and a Democratic House. And now we have Democratic three branches of government. And so what that does is it increases the chances of things changing because they are more likely to get consensus on some of these issues. I see. And what sorts of changes might we anticipate? Obviously, there's no guarantees or promises or anything like that. But but what can we anticipate, do you think, coming up? The sort of the most straightforward one is changes to the tax rates. So President Biden has suggested that in, in his campaign proposals has advocated for a higher tax rate at the highest levels. Um, and that would mean increasing what is currently the highest tax bracket is 37.6. I'm sorry, 37% is currently the highest tax bracket at the federal level. Um, and in his proposal, he advocates raising that to 39.6%. Okay, so that's that's a big jump, but that's for the the highest earners, right? So we're not talking maybe those of us who are listening <laughs> or um, some of our family members, this is really at those highest levels, correct? Yeah. When we're talking about highest levels, we're really talking about the, the those who are affected by that are those with, with a, a, that's household income with a married couple. We're talking about over $600,000 per year. Um, so it's really up at the highest levels. And then, you know, we might have some downward pressure into you know, I, I think that what he said was he doesn't, he promised not to raise taxes for anyone making under $400,000 a year. So I think that's where the cutoff may be in terms of some of the changes. And do you have any sense, might we see um, the tax rates drop in those levels of uh, families making $400,000 or less? I don't foresee that there would be a drop in the tax rates. And partially that's because we have just come off of and are continuing to have a lot of government spending during the last year. 
So there has been a tremendous amount of stimulus and which at some point our country needs to pay back. And so it's really hard, I think, to make big changes in terms of the tax rates. What I do foresee is, and this is in President Biden's uh, proposals, are certain benefits. So not necessarily changes to the tax rates, but certain tax credits and certain incentives that would affect um, lower and middle class workers. That's good. We, we like to hear that there are some, some benefits coming our way. Now, um, aside from the benefits, we'll get to those in a little bit, but there's also likely to be an elimination of certain tax benefits. Is that correct? Can you speak to that? I mean, again, no guarantees, but what do you anticipate coming up? Yeah. So again, this is probably more for the investor class, meaning that people who have more money, and I didn't mention earlier, uh, increasing uh, corporate taxes. So that's something that, you know, it doesn't affect people directly, but if they do have investments, then that can affect them indirectly. The other things that are on the table are certain benefits for real estate investors. Uh, There's a provision in the tax code that allows you to uh, basically sell a house and or a property and buy another property without paying capital gains taxes on that. And that is something that a lot of real estate investors take advantage of and which could go away. And, and I'm saying real estate investors, but a lot of middle class or upper middle class people may own you know a, a, a property that they've invested in. So so that is something to just watch out for in terms of if you are in that situation, um, there could be some changes coming. Uh, for that particular issue. That's good to know too, I think, is a lot of people may be relocating that they weren't anticipating given all of the the recent changes with the job landscape. They may be going places. So perhaps you're selling and you weren't anticipating. So that's good to know that we should be looking out for real estate taxes as well. Also, I just say, <laughs> we're talking about selling uh, also capital gains taxes. So that's uh, and something that did come down quite a bit under the last administration, and that is marked for increasing again. And again, I think that we're going to see an increase in those taxes, but probably at the higher income tax level, higher uh, income levels. So I think that for middle class, maybe upper middle class, you're probably not going to see an increase even in the capital gains taxes. Okay, good to know. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about kind of those benefits, especially for families, for parents, is there anything coming up related to taxes that we should know about? Sure. So I think there are a lot of things on the table for for families. And so that's definitely welcome news to our listeners. Um, one of the things is increasing the child tax credit from uh, what is currently about $2,000 to up to $3,600 per child. So that's a pretty significant uh, benefit. Some of the other things are uh, the child care tax credit, um, which you currently can take up to uh, 35% of those costs. And it's proposed to increase uh, that limit to 50% of the cost that you're, you're putting out for child care. Well, as a, as a parent of two, <laughs> I, li- I like those proposed changes and I, I have my fingers crossed that things like that ultimately go through. So parent or otherwise, are there any other changes that our listeners should be aware of that we haven't touched on yet? There are a few things. I mean, there there are, I guess I would say there are quite a few things, um, but some of these things are probably pretty minor um, and 
but they really haven't been fleshed out yet. Uh, I think there's some uh, there's some support for changes to the ABLE accounts. Um, an ABLE account is like a 529 account, but it's for uh, children who have a disability. So I think that there's support for that. And that's something you might see uh, bipartisan support for. There's also being advocated a tax credit for first home buyers. Um, so if you are looking to purchase a home, then there is a, a proposal to uh, for to issue a fifteen thousand dollar tax credit for first time home buyers. So that's pretty significant. Absolutely, um, and it, it's really definitely great for families who are getting started and want to make that investment. Oh, that's great. And obviously, we talk a lot on the show about estate planning, and that's what you help so many of your clients with. Are there any changes expected for the estate tax? Yeah, this is definitely an area where there's a lot of uncertainty, but definitely an expectation that there could be some changes. Right now, the estate tax exemption at the federal level is close to $12 million per person, about $11.5 million per person. That's a really high level historically, and obviously not that many families are affected by that. Even without any action, any legislative action, that is going to be reduced to about $6 million, 5 to $6 million at the end of 2025. That's just how the law was written. It was written to sunset. So as of the end of 2025, that's going to go back to about $6 million anyway. That being said, there is now some support for bringing that reduction in sooner, so decreasing that exemption sooner than the end of 2025. So um, accelerating the change to that, that increase in the exemption. And so for those of us who don't actually understand what that means. Can you explain what that that reduction or that exemption actually means for people? Sure. So the estate tax exemption is the amount of money that you can leave behind without it being subject to any tax. Okay. Over that amount, it's then subject at the federal level to 40% tax rate. So this idea of it being reduced for some, it won't have any effect. And for some people, that's a significant reduction in when that tax kicks in. Yeah. And there's even some proposals to bring it down even further than the $6 million. So uh, I think that Biden's uh, plan is to bring it down to $3.5 million, which it was not really that long ago. But I think that they're, they might have a hard time bringing it down that far. But that is something that's certainly in the cards. Okay. And though this episode is not specifically about estate plans and trusts, is there a way to set that up so that you um, do not have to follow those same numbers? We've talked about a, a living trust versus other options. So is there a better option to um, deal with that, I guess, limit, especially if it does go lower? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways of structuring estates to minimize that tax. One of the most common ways, especially for families with young children, is uh, something called an, an irrevocable life insurance trust. So that number, we'll just say it's $6 million. It includes any proceeds from life insurance. So a lot of 
times families have a big life insurance policy when their kids are young, and that can push them over the estate tax limit. By putting that policy in an irrevocable trust, it removes the proceeds of the policy from the estate. So that provides a whole lot more room um, in terms of the uh, estate tax exemption for their assets before they reach the estate tax exemption. So that's like a simple way. There are other ways, but that's the most common way of uh, estate planning for people with young kids. That's great. And I think just another good reminder of you know, when we attempt to DIY these things, we might not realize that. So this is why you want to make sure you're really working with a knowledgeable lawyer and estate planner when you're getting all of these pieces put together. Now, Shannon, can you speak at all to the anticipated timing of these changes and these pieces that are on the table? I mean, we're producing this episode in the first quarter of 2021 when people are thinking about their own taxes. Now, if these go into effect, does it affect the 2020 tax year? Should people file their taxes now? And really, how does this timing affect us? We're really looking at changes in probably at the earliest in this fall, um, which probably wouldn't take effect until the following year. So there's nothing really you can do for your estate, your tax returns right now, because those are for the year 2020. So even if you did make changes now, it's not, it's going to be effective only for the, the following year. Okay. Great. Yeah. Cause I think that's important to establish, right? People might be thinking, well, if there's changes, should I sit and wait? No, just file your taxes and then this will go into effect next year. But should there, are there any actions that listeners should take now in anticipation of these potential changes? I would say sit tight because I think there will be some time before we have the changes. Um, and there will be some heads up in terms of what does it look like uh, once we get the bills into Congress, once the debates start, uh, once it's passed, there usually is some leeway. Uh, you, you might have some immediate changes just so people don't make last minute changes after the law goes into effect you know, or before the law goes into effect after it's passed. So just sit tight and watch what's happening. If you are in the higher income tax brackets, then that's when I would definitely be working closely, probably with your accountant to see if there's anything. Do you want to sell something, sell a stock or, or something like that, or change real estate investments in anticipation if it looks like there are going to be changes that may go into effect immediately. Great. And as you said, people can check in with their accountant to really make sure that their own circumstances are considered. But it sounds like we also want to make sure that they're checking in with their estate planning lawyer when it comes to the specifics around estate taxes. Is that correct? Yes, yes, definitely. For estate taxes, an estate planning lawyer is really going to be the best person to work with. The accountants don't really focus on that so much. There are very few accountants who really do. I want to bring up one other change that's on the table that we're not sure whether this is going to take effect. But um, there's something called a step up in tax basis uh, upon death meaning that if there's a capital gain on, a, let's say, a house, say you bought a house, your, say your parents bought a house for $200,000, and now it's worth $500,000. If they sold it, then there would be a capital gain of $300,000. Aside from maybe some kind of a homeowner's exemption, if, say, this was like an investment property. 
if they would have to pay capital gains tax on that $300,000. If they hold on to that and then you inherit that property, you can sell that for the $500,000 and not pay any capital gains taxes. So in effect, that capital gain is wiped out upon transfer to the next generation. Wow. So it's something that this is a an aspect that affects a lot of people because yeah. it's not the $12 million, it's not the $6 million. This affects, you know, if you have 500,000, a house that's $500,000, it's going to affect you. So this affects a lot more people. And this is something that's also being looked at in terms of being eliminated. So that would probably have the most effect, the most biggest impact on the most people if they got rid of that capital gains benefit on inheriting a a property or or an asset. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely a good one to follow, especially as we've talked on episodes about talking with your parents as they get older and and how to have those conversations, that that's good information for us to be paying attention to as all of this gets rolled out and if those changes occur. Final takeaways you want our listeners to really understand as we wrap up this episode. Uh, I would say that you know, there's probably going to be a lot of talk about the increase in taxes and what you should expect. I think that the changes are probably going to be mostly at the higher end, even what I was just referring to for the, the capital gains uh, benefit on inheritance. That may apply only to estates that are large. We, we're not sure at this point. So Probably if you're middle class, upper middle class, you're probably not going to see a dramatic change. We're hoping that for a lot of families, there will be some positive changes in terms of the child tax benefit, uh, the t- I'm sorry, the child tax credit and the credit for child care expenses. So that for our listeners, I think is probably, those are the biggest impacts in terms of the tax policy is not so much what tax rates they're paying, but it's the child tax credit and the credit for child care expenses because those are just enormous uh, when you're raising kids. Absolutely. Well, there are going to be a bunch of us keeping our fingers crossed <laughs> on those areas specifically. But Shannon, thank you so much for shedding some light on these areas that we need to be aware of and some that probably aren't likely to affect us. So we don't really need to get too worked up or stressed or invested in them. We can just wait and sort of see what happens. Absolutely. Thank you again to Shannon for shedding light on this evolving topic. If you'd like more financial and estate planning information and to join our free community, visit us at thesavvyparent.us.